Welcome to This Youth Generation, working to improve the quality of life for youth in our community. I'm your host, Dion D. Price, author and youth life skills coach. I'm looking forward to engaging you on the topic of critical issues concerning today's youth generation by way of informative edutainment through storytelling, discussion, and interviews. If you're a parent, educator, or youth worker, this program will be a valuable resource for you. Let's get to it. Dion Price, This Youth Generation, Life of a Youth Worker, Life Skills Academy. This episode is based on a column recently written. The column is entitled, A Hard Head Makes a Soft Behind, <laughs> if they would only listen. So the root of this column came from a conversation I've had with many parents, but one in particular that was struggling getting her young adult to listen to what she was providing. Over and over again, she was giving information to this young person and he was not listening and he would suffer the consequences and uh, getting himself in trouble or getting caught up in something. And so she said, but I'm just not gonna say anything anymore. And my response to her was, I would advise not. We keep giving the information no matter what. Keep giving information. Our job as parents and youth workers is to keep providing them information. Whether they listen or not, it's our job to give them the information. It's up to them to receive it and apply it, right? I go back to old school parenting. If, you're, if you've been on this earth long enough, you probably heard your parents say they don't believe fat meat greasy or I know you heard me, but you're not listening. A hard head makes a soft behind or a soft ass <laughs> delivered very, very colorfully. So what do these sayings mean? That just means that young people just don't listen. They do not respond well to the parental guidance they're providing them, right? And that can be frustrating for a parent or a youth worker. But of course, none of this parental wisdom that I'm disseminating now resonated with me as a young person. Now that I'm a father and a grandfather of three of my own, suddenly I started sounding just like my mother without the profanity and, of course, the, the, the colorful language, which would be considered verbal abuse nowadays, right? These days, you'll be labeled as an abusive parent for even raising your voice at a child these days. Now, as a grandparent, I enjoy seeing my oldest son struggle trying to get his four-year-old to listen and behave. Now, I'm not sure why I find so much joy in this. Maybe I'm vindicated for all the trouble they gave me when they were young. So as parents of youth workers, we know we are guiding them with love and providing them with information that's in their best interest. But how receptive are they to the message that we're sending them? Is it how we are delivering the message that will determine whether they receive it or not? Maybe it's in our delivery, right? As a teen years ago, I generated enough nerve to ask my mother why she was yelling at me so much. Surprisingly, she restrained herself to avoid throwing an ashtray at my head but she ended up whispering very angrily because obviously you didn't hear me the first nine times. <laughs> so some reason I didn't respond the first nine times. So that resulted in escalating her voice. We experience that as parents, we get frustrated saying the things, same things over and over again. We either shut off or we get elevated or we start yelling and that doesn't help either. So as effective parents and youth workers, we would like to meet the youth where they are, right? And establish a connection, deliver a message so they can be more receptive to it, then gradually guide them toward the direction that they need to be in that will benefit them. Not in a forceful and demeaning way that many adults 
tend to do in the form of self-righteous adultism, if only they would see the value and listen to the information and apply the much needed advice that they're getting from caring adults, they would fare better. Scripture tells us this way. We all need some sort of guidance. Jeremiah 10, 23, it does not belong to man walking to direct his own step. If man needs guidance, so does young people who are inexperienced need guidance. It's in their best interest. So sometimes we adults, we can get full of ourselves. It speaks to the self-righteous, often arrogant, know-it-all mentality that youth and some adults have that often leads to trouble. They just don't want to listen. They feel that they know it all and they don't know much of anything due to experience. Unfortunately, the consequences of their bad decisions are much more severe. As often emphasized on Dr. Marshall's Alive and Free program, it only takes one bad decision to cost you everything. I began to realize that through the generational gap. We evolved into speaking different languages as time progressed. My experience has instilled in me to never assume that young people know what they should know. It's important to be mindful of the fact that some young people just don't know what they don't know. So to help youth with the challenges they face, we need to realize that they are their biggest challenge. So as youth workers and parents, we need to embrace the challenge, even if the process of helping them becomes uncomfortable and is met with resistance. If you think they're not listening, tell them anyway, in a way they'll be receptive to them. During a recent Youth Life Skills session, the topic of discussion was the need to code switch. The attention is to help these young people understand that there's a time when you need to change for the environment you're in. You need to speak differently and make adjustments to the environment that you're in. There's a professional image you would like to maintain as well as a social image, right? You need to make adjustments to know when it's time to make that switch from your professional identity to your social identity. Today's youth tend to be more connected to their social identity and neglect their professional identity. And that can hinder their capacity to maintain employment. This is the advice we're giving young adults. Some get it, some don't. We recently had to help a young man in his early 20s, providing him with an employment opportunity. We set him up with employment clothing, the resume with the connection of an employer. He received the interview, he got the offer letter, and he was ready for his first day. On his way, prepping him for his first day of work, I noticed a heavy scent of marijuana and I curiously asked him, what is that? Did you smoke before? He said, yes, he smokes every morning before he goes. I said, do you think it's a good idea for you to go on the first day of your employment reaping with marijuana? Not a good idea, right? Not a good idea at all. So I hope he took that advice because this is a young adult, not a kid. So I had to give him the information and hope that he got it. He took it and did what he needed to do with it. Unfortunately, Couple of weeks passed, he lost that employment, undoubtedly, probably for the same type of thing. He obviously did not take the information and, and apply it, and it resulted in him suffering the consequence of losing employment. As my mother would say, I know he heard me, but he wasn't listening. There's a difference. I know it's a hard pill to swallow as parents and youth workers, but sometimes we need to let young people scrape their knees a few times before they learn how to walk without tripping over their own feet. No matter what we do as parents and youth workers to guide them in the right direction, we cannot walk for them. We have to be at peace with just planting the seed. Just a thought.
Just a message. This youth generation, Dion Price, just a humble servant trying to make a difference. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this program, download the podcast or subscribe to the channel. We appreciate your support.